We would like to acknowledge the Ngunnawal and Ngambri people who are the traditional custodians of the land on which Wurundjeri is created. We pay respects to elders past, present and emerging. We acknowledge that the name Wurundjeri was taken from the Wadi Wadi Nation without permission and we are striving to do better for future reconciliation. Hello. Hello everybody. Uh, welcome back to Jimmy Fallon's epic adventure throughout reality. Um, we're your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Statham. Um, today we'll be taking you on a thoroughly emotional roller coaster uh, concerning one topic, um, which is the immortal, the um, infinitely lovable, charismatic, sexy, cool, and hot Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. <coughs> um, so. Who is distinctual uh, from so his talk show. As you guys know, because you're tuning in, um, we're a comedy radio show. Um, we're a comedy radio show, which is... <laughs> okay, so we're a com comedy radio show, and um, we're here to make you guys laugh. Because <laughs> um, that's what we do for a living. We love laughing. And um, crying and um, discussing celebrities of interest and feeling emotions. Yeah. So, um, what did you get up to today, Statham? Well, today, you know, I spent. It was a pretty regular day. Mm. I um, I woke up. I prayed to my Jimmy Fallon poster. Mm -hmm. I ate my Jimmy Fallon themed cereal called yeah. Chimios. I um, love Chimios. Then I went to work, which is staring at Jimmy Fallon for eight hours a day, mm -hmm. thoroughly ingraining his ideology into my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, pretty decent day. I actually don't need to eat or drink anymore, as my love for Jimmy Fallon uh, actually sustains me. Sustains you, yeah. What, um, what department are you in again, in your Jimmy Fallon work? Uh, I'm in the department of um, public relations, so... Mm. I do a lot of lobbying for better <coughs> Jimmy Fallon um, related uh, topics. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I do foreign aid related to Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Um, some of those include spreading the word of Jimmy Fallon to uh, third world countries. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, another thing that I do in relation to Jimmy is mm -hmm. uh, something which is definitely not an extension of neo-imperialism. Um, which yeah, wh is why would it be? Exactly. What I do is um, basically I go find countries that are almost in um, critical, crippling debt, and I offer to use Jimmy Fallon's incredible star power to lift them out of debt as mm. long as they accept some structural um, changes to their economy related to Jimmy Fallon, obviously. Yeah. Um, Jimmy of the Fallon variety. Yeah. Um, what department do you work in? I work in the department of Jimmy Fallon. So I spend most of my day um, working on all things Jimmy Fallon. Um, and so that includes a lot of uh, talking about Jimmy Fallon, thinking about Jimmy Fallon, believing in Jimmy Fallon. Um, mm. But also um, a lot of analysing uh, every single movement of Jimmy Fallon. Mm -hmm. So I'm also in the Department of Art Records. And so, you know, taking... Uh, historical records of what Jimmy Fallon gets up to on his day-to-day, -day. Um, mm. you know, what he eats for breakfast, Jimmy O's, um, and what he drinks, uh, how many times he shits a day, mm. which and is, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, well, yeah, I've, I've heard, I'm very interested, <coughs> of course, to know about the shit cycle because, as you know, um, cleanliness is next to godliness, so. Yeah, well, as, as Jimmy Fallon says. Mm. Um, so his, his shit cycle, he shits uh, four times a day. Really? Yeah, so he... Is this um, all at once or, like, throughout? <laughs> yeah, it's all at once. So uh-huh. he'll, he'll go do a shit, but it's interrupted with a break. So he'll do a shit, he'll get up and then wash his hands, mm. then he'll do a shit again, then he'll get up and wash his hands, then he'll do a shit again. Uh-huh. And then he won't wash his hands after the last one. Oh, really? Um, because he does it before breakfast, and then he usually has cereal and he likes dunking his, like, washing his hands in the milk. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, especially with, you know, Chimio's, that it adding really only adds to the taste. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's really interesting. He's such a, such a big inspiration of mine. Um, mm. That you know, I, I don't talk to my wife anymore, um, but that's fine because I I feel sustained and fulfilled through my connection with um, Chimmy, mm. and you know it doesn't matter that he doesn't know who I am, mm. um, and that you know the one time I met him he said stay away from me you freak, um, I I know that it's a you know it's a noble pursuit, um, you know what we do every day mm. we get up. We rise and grind and we, we chimmy on. Um, mm. And we do that for the man. Mm. And, you know, that's really, you know, I, I agree that mantra is very close to my heart. Um, with uh, especially, you know, what you're saying about, you know, Chimmy doesn't really appreciate, you know, the work we put in. You know, um, uh, some people call it parasocial. I call it, um, you know, uh, pre-social. Mm. So uh, I have met Chimmy Fallon a couple of times. I yeah. Um, this one time, uh, I was in the bushes, um, outside of the SNL cast and I was basically just sitting there and then Jimmy Fallon walked by and, um, I didn't actually do anything. I just stayed in the bushes. I was too scared because, uh, as you know, um, Jimmy is a very dangerous man, mm. um, when apprehended by, uh, paparazzi. So I decided I could, you know, just basking in the glory of his presence was, uh, more than enough to, um, deal with my Chimmy Fallon obsession. Yeah, so um, obviously you're all listening to this um, radio show because you too love Jimmy Fallon, but we thought it might be a cool exercise to, um, we, we've got a picture up of the man in this here, um, we thought we might describe describe him to our audience. Um, mm. and so we'll, we'll take, him, take a moment for us to just take in his glory. And then we'll describe him and we might even just, you know, say some words or thoughts or feelings that come to mind when looking at him. But we'll, we'll start by describing. Um, so he's a man. Mm. This is, um, he's got, now he has, what's interesting is that his hair is not long. It's in fact short. Mm. So what, wh- one has to wonder what, why, why would he cut his hair short? Perhaps, perhaps, um. You know, already having to carry around the weight of such Im- immense talent and nobility is too much. So any mm. extra weight from longer hair, he just mm. he doesn't like to deal with. This is true, and I've I've actually heard that um, because his hair is so you know he's p- it's absolutely packed with um you know raw talent um, and ability. So apparently, um, many people try to steal his hair so that they can. Um, analyze mm, it. I kill. have heard that. I yeah. have heard that when I did my PhD in Jimmy Fallon. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I actually made it, it was a really interesting experiment that I did where what I did was I got Jimmy Fallon um, and I, I put him in a box 
and then I got a hammer mm. and then I just hit the box um, a bunch of times and then I opened it up and he was actually dead. And when I say Jimmy Fallon, I mean, you know, it's hard to get our hands on the real Jimmy Fallon. So what we do is we go up to university students and say, come in for like a psychology test and mm. we'll give you 20 bucks. Um, and then we dress them up like Jimmy Fallon and call them Jimmy Fallon for a week, like isolate them until they believe mm. they're Jimmy Fallon. And then we run the experiments. Um, sadly, yeah, the results were inconclusive. Um, mm. But it's it's really interesting that, you know, we found out that if you put Jimmy Fallon in a box and hit him enough times with a hammer, um, his hair actually doesn't grow all that much longer. Oh, really? Yeah. I've heard similar things. Um, you know, when I was studying Jimmy Fallon, so yeah. I didn't get an official PhD of Jimmy, unfortunately. But I did spend many hours listening to his podcasts and formed uh, mm. a hypothesis. So basically, I was trying to test whether Jimmy, f the presence of Jimmy Fallon, was some sort of um had any sort of healing um, capacity, similar to how if you the placebo effect, where if you you know think certain things, you might heal faster or so on and so forth. So what I did was I actually went to um. I tried to do this, replicate this. Obviously, I could not get the actual Jimmy Fallon. But mm. what I did instead was I just took a photo of Jimmy Fallon in the big couple of cardboard cutouts. And I basically went to the hospital and um, went around handing them out to nurses. Mm -hmm. um, and what I noticed was actually very remarkable, mm. which what is that I was permanently banned from the hospital. So I thought that was really interesting and um, really remarked to how... You know, even though we are capable of perceiving the true power of Jimmy of Fallon, Jimmy Fallon. Um, other people are not quite so uh, gracious uh, towards him. I guess as lucky um, as us, some people aren't quite as lucky as us to be able to mm. see the healing natures of this man. Mm. Um, so if we look at his face, he's got kind of a rectangular face, mm. um, as in like a vertical rectangle, like the longest longest sides mm. going vertical. And I've, I've noticed as well that he has um, he has eyebrows. So I'm not quite sure what he means by that, but I think that there's quite a lot of um, things that Jimmy obviously could potentially be trying to communicate through his appearance. In this particular photo, he's also wearing a tie mm -hmm. and a button, a collared button up with a suit jacket. I wonder, which could, could really indicate a lot of things. Mm. Uh, p potentially he's on his way to, um, file you know like a restraining order because i saw him in similar attire when i got my um my you know ankle brace um mm -hmm. so potentially he's that i think he was wearing different colors though so mm. it must be a different restraining order yeah this is true it's um yeah oh, continue continue there you go well yeah no it's very interesting um similar um when I was in court and he was filing a restraining order mm. uh, similarly to me, mm. he was also wearing a similar getup, um, which is very interesting because I actually, I was wearing prison clothes. <laughs> so um, after they sent me to prison, I was in prison for a little while around. I've heard prison months. clothes are really fashionable nowadays. I have heard. Yeah. I heard they're putting them up at the Met Gala. So I'm pretty sure since Paddington 2, everyone wears pink. Mm, mm. Pink prison suits is that? Yeah, I think so. And um, there's a new, there's a new um, there's a new uniform mandate for prisons as well. Um, I think especially if you know um, Jimmy Fallon actually bought a prison once mm. because he was convinced that the penal system would be better served by rehabilitation rather than punishment. 
And so Chimmy bought this, well, Chimmy Fallon bought this prison and he instituted a bunch of new rules. And one of those was that all the prisoners could go free if they wore cool colours outside of um, the mm. jail. Yeah. And what they found is actually has a 0% recidivism rate. So I thought that was really interesting. It and is it very interesting. You know, is that the effect of Chimmy Fallon or the effect of, you know, his new policies? That's yeah, question. yeah. Um, so let's just, let's do a little little kind of meditation-esque exercise. Where we're going we're gonna to look at this picture. And so you guys can get an idea. Because I think words fail to describe him if you're trying to actually describe what he's like. If we just sit with the gaze and let our stream of consciousness flow, some words that uh, will come up that we'll put forward to you, our listeners, um, that will evoke the true feeling of, of what it's like to see this man. Comfortable. Homely. Jimmy. Fallon. Comedy. Tragedy. <laughs> Hygiene. Toothbrush. <laughs> the Meg 2. Statham. <laughs> wow. And I think that says a lot about the capacity Jimmy Fallon has to influence, you know, not just our... <laughs> our lives, but also our very, you know, um, how we conceptualize certain words. Mm. You know, I never would have thought toothbrush originally, but now that I've really sat with it, you can really see the connection between... You can even smell the toothbrush. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's very toothbrush-esque. And, you know, it's very similar to... Um, if you've ever used a toothbrush, um, you'll know that when you use a toothbrush... You use your hands. Exactly. And similarly, Chimmy Fallon also uses his hands. He's just like us. Yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like you know, you forget that he's also a man. Like, he mm. brushes his teeth with his hand, u usually, mm. um, and occasionally wears shoes. Like, you forget mm. that he's just like us. You forget that, yeah, you know, you know despite he, all... He might also have a pile of dead children in his garage. He's, like, mm. just like us. And he also, you know, when he pees, he probably pulls his pants all the way down, just like every other human being. So... When you think about it, you know, it's 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 almost humbling to know that he too is is a mere mortal. Mm. So obviously we've we've had a look at him, we've got a sense of him, but something that's very special about our old man Chimmy is um his voice. Mm. This is true. Um and so I've got a little clip here that um we'll play just so you can you can hear his voice. Yeah. Uh <laughs> you know what? It's not funny. This guy was horribly deformed. Let's, let's get our. <laughs> it's really. It's not funny at all. <laughs> it's ho it's horrible. And and the poor guy. <laughs> we're laughing about him right now. <laughs> no, they're not laughing about him. The guy did nothing to us. No, he did nothing, did nothing wrong. This guy. guy's deformed. The guy's just trying poor to get man. through. Trying to get through Died the world. Died at 27. <laughs> <laughs> My man only used his left hand. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's, it's not gonna happen. No, it's not. Gonna <laughs> All right, we can do it. We can get through it. We can get through it. I swear. We can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you said this is based on a uh, 
A real guy, of course. Yeah, yeah. You went to, you s went to law school. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to say about, um, you know, that particular segment. Because obviously I've religiously watched all of his uh, work. Mm. And what's funny about this part is that, as you can see, um, you can't tell from the audio, but after this clip, he's actually just lying dead on the floor. Um, and doesn't get back up. So I find that very interesting. And it, it speaks a lot about how he could possibly try to communicate, possibly be trying to communicate, um, you know, different tenets of the, the Jimmy Fallon ideology. It's very interesting, isn't it? Um, so obviously from that, um, hearing his voice, we can understand a lot more about the man. Um, mm. So you'll notice at first that he actually has two different methods of speaking which sound really um which each sound very distinct and so you know it <laughs> that was all him including including all the what it sounded a lot like cheering but it was this weird thing he does with his throat he like kind of like puts his hand um over his neck and kind of like pulls the skin back and forth as he hollers and it's like woo yeah it yeah, sounds like yeah. clapping and whooping and cheering but it's actually <laughs> just jimmy fallon <laughs> sitting in a room by himself <laughs> And what's really interesting is that um, what they do, so for the show, right, because he can do all these things, they realize that they don't, need to, they don't even need to hire different celebrities to talk to him. They're basically, because um, I've been in the pre-production process for his show, um, the, both The Tonight Show and Saturday Night Live. Um, and basically what they do is they have this large gray box. And um, so every week, Mm. Right, because he has to prepare for the show. First mm -hmm. of all. Um, because even you know, he may be very extremely talented and powerful, but you know, he's still at the end of the day, um, he still can die. So what they do is before the show, um, about two hours before, they find Jimmy, and usually he doesn't want to do this, but it's part of his contract. So <laughs> he always tries to avoid doing. He it. always tries to run away from the producer. They actually have. So they have this big net. They call it the Jimmy Fallon net. And when he tries to escape, they like, it's really, really big. And um, when he's on show, like in that clip we just saw, if you look close enough, there's a thin little leash <laughs> around his neck. Yeah, he has one of those, because um, um, sometimes it's like, you know, it's, it's a lot of effort to chase him around the net. So, you know, if you're familiar with those little leashes that they have for the little children, they it's called the Fallon leash. Yeah. But it actually is even better because um, it actually is uh, electrically conductive. Mm. So if he's like, guys, I don't want to do the show anymore. Um, what they do, the producers do, is um, they get one of the interns to zap him with 200 uh, volts of electricity. Yeah. But anyway, go on, the uh, <laughs> gray box. Right, so they stick him in this gray box once he's calmed down enough. And basically, um, so the, the gray box has, the, the, the sides of the wall aren't actually gray. It's actually a screen. So once mm. they trap him inside, um, basically... It's a um, what was the word? Oh, we're getting we're getting a call here from a caller. Oh, from a listener. Interesting. I'll continue my. Story. Hello, hello there. You've you've just called into, you've just called into Jimmy Fallon's uh, epic adventure throughout reality. Uh yeah. Uh, we we didn't know that we had so many fans. Oh, wonderful. Uh, can can. Can we ask you guys a question? Okay, what is your what is your most fondest memory uh, 
related to Jimmy Fallon? I remember once I was hiking up Pike Mountain and I was listening to this beautiful podcast between Jimmy himself and Alex Baldwin. And they were talking about, like, what being a man is and how James Corden had influenced their lives. And it just struck me. And then suddenly my friends started, like, chucking up all over the place. And I was just listening to the podcast. And it was really, like, affecting me emotionally and physically and deeply mentally. And I walked out of that day talking to my psychiatrist. And they said I did have, like, something wrong with me. But they were really interested in the podcast. So we went sat there for three hours. And I paid for every minute of it just listening to this podcast. And it really it shook me in a way that I never felt before. Mm. And I think that podcast was this podcast. And mm. I remember my own voice echoing out, talking about Timmy Fallon. And I'm scared. Can you help me? Um, and if you had to say one word to capture the essence of Timmy Fallon, what would that be? Wonderful, thank you so much for your contribution. Um, it's so nice to hear that we have such uh, wonderful fans who also appreciate, um, you know, this wonderful human that is Jimmy Fallon. That was some fantastic insight as well. Yeah. I actually heard that when he was on SNL, mm. um, they, it was SNL's, they got the most money, you know, coming in, revenue that, that um, couple of years, seasons he was there because... They actually uh, fired everyone else, and it was just Jimmy Fallon. They kept him in this one room 24-7. He was mm. the writer, the director, mm. with all the voices. He was also the audience. Mm. Um, and he would just do it, and then, you know, for three years. And he said that it was his biggest dream to do it. Mm. Um, so should we talk about Jimmy Fallon's early life? Oh, yeah, of course. So I've got, I've, I've, you know, obviously since I'm such a Jimmy Fallon super fan, most of my, most of my brain is dedicated to, um, you know, um, his life. So... We've got some interesting um, factoids here about Jimmy Fallon. So a little known fact about Jimmy is that, um, oh, hold on a second. Sorry, I'm having some technical issues with my brain. Thank you. Yeah, so um, a little known fact about Jimmy Fallon is that um, when he was really young, he actually fought in um, one of uh, the recent wars Australia has had, you know, the war against um, New Zealand. Mm. So He did do that. Which was very, you know, appreciate. We were very, um, there was, there's a level of intimate diplomatic relations between us and, um, you know, Jimmy Fallon, uh, Australia as a country. I think, um, Al Anthony Albanese is actually going to go talk to him, um, probably in a couple of weeks, um, to discuss, you know, how we can move forward with, with the, uh, you know, working with him. He's actually a, a very big, um, he, you know, we do a lot of trading with Jimmy. Uh, you know, he, he sends us audio messages mm. um, and we send him, you know, like love letters. Um, and then he sends us restraining orders um, mm. and, you know, he's a big trader. He is, yeah. And, um, you know, when he sends me the restraining order, you know, it's like it's framed. It's up on my wall at the moment. So I think that's, you know, it's very, it was very kind of him to um, send that to me. Mm. Um, and so a, a little known fact about Jimmy Fallon is that he was actually born on the uh, 19th of September which was eight days um, after some event. I'm not sure when. Uh, but he was born in 1974, mm. which would make him... I think like 70... 74? 74? Oh, no, we have three? No, we have to carry the three. Oh, 74. Yeah, no. Oh, hold on a second. I think it's like a little bit long, a little, a tiny bit older. Like <laughs> 74 and a half. 
Uh, well, uh, a little bit more specific, maybe. 74 years, nine months, and 27 days, I think. Mm, yeah, that does sound about right. Five hours and 32 seconds. Yeah, but who's counting? <laughs> uh, so he grew up with an interest in comedy and music. Mm. <laughs> Which is, um, you know, it's very interesting because... You know, um, comedy and music, they're quite niche. Not a lot of people um, listen to music or listen to comedy. Or laugh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I actually, I was, you know, I was walking around the other day trying to, you know, um, find another Jimmy Fallon uh, poster for my room. Mm. And I asked, you know, I was, you know, walking around and I asked somebody, you know, oh, do you listen to music? They said no. I said, why not? Because I don't listen to music either. I only listen to Jimmy Fallon podcasts. Yeah. So... I think it's very interesting that he managed to, you know, break out of that cycle of never ever listening to comedy or music. It's mm. a very, you know, it's just a very, it's a very unique trait to have. Yeah. Um, I found it really interesting as well. I mean, to me, his voice is like music to my ears, mm. but mm. I also don't really um, get that kind of, you know, simile because I don't, I don't listen to music. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, um, he moved to LA at 21. Um, 21, so that's 24-hour time. So he moved to LA at, what, 9, nine o'clock? 9 p.m. 9, 9 p.m. Yeah, I think um, so. To pursue stand-up comedy. Yeah, so that's actually, it's actually very interesting he chose to pursue stand-up comedy because it's a little-known fact, but in his early life, he actually didn't have um, any legs. And this wasn't because of some, I know this, yeah. some accident. It was just... You see, he he heard about, you know, stand-up comedy. And, of course, this is in opposition to our sit-down comedy, mm. which is, you know, the difference is Whole other ball very, game. it's entirely, entirely different. If you, have you ever listened to um, sit-down comedy? Have I? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't listen to it because it's not what Jimmy Fallon likes. Oh, yeah, you're right, actually. Actually, I'm experiencing, I'm experiencing some cognitive dissonance. Mm. I will stop listening to sit-down comedy now. Um, it is also interesting because Jimmy Fallon, uh, in his show, The Tonight Night Night Show, um, he sits down in a chair. So he kind of returned to it, but it's mm. but it's not the same because it's Jimmy Fallon doing it, so it's important. Mm. And um, then, of course, the third strand, um, lie down comedy, which is um, even more difficult than the first two. So Jimmy Fallon served in the Vietnam War um, after <laughs> Jimmy was born. Um, he started working as a machine repairman for IBM. Mm, which is really interesting because I don't know what IBM is, um, but I do know what a machine is. That's it. Well done. I'm proud of you. Uh, he spent his adolescence singing in street corner doo-wop. Oh, this is his father. <laughs> his father served in the Vietnam War. No, no, no. Uh, his father spent his adolescence singing in street corner doo-wop groups. How do they sound again? Doo-wop groups? Yeah. You know, I have no idea because, you know, obviously I don't listen to music. Oh, true. So, yeah, there are um though, there are Jimmy Fallon street corner groups. Which where it's like, like, yeah, we all um Jimmy stand Fallon. on the corner. Yeah, and you just chant Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Which is like intriguing, uh, extremely fun to do. Uh, Fallon describes his childhood as idyllic and his parents as overprotective. Wow. So that's probably why he's always trying to escape from all the, you know, the traps that everyone has to set to capture him. Mm, this is true. He's used to kind of the overbearing, overprotective mm. 
you can even wrap yeah. your kid up in a net out mm. and put them in a leash. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's like how, um, you know, they knew that they were birthing this very powerful um, individual. So they were trying to protect him from the, the horrors of those who would try and exploit. Yeah. And um, it, it says here that he and his sister weren't even able to leave their house. Um, and instead they rode bicycles in the backyard. Yeah. Um, which is a thing normal people do, do. all the time. Uh, it's, it's so interesting because, I mean, the whole world is Jimmy Fallon's home in a way. His backyard mm. is the globe. Um, mm. So I find that weird that his parents confined him to that because mm. he should be allowed in outer space. Um, he should touch down on the moon. He should go to Mars. You know, he's, mm. he's very important. Um, anyway, Fallon attended the Roman Catholic Church and considered becoming a priest. Mm. So it's quite interesting, right? Because <laughs> yeah, sorry, go on. You know, um, he could never be, you know, in a subordinate position to God, given that, you know, given the, the cosmic context in which he was born, he's already above mm. the hierarchy. He's already at the top of the hierarchy, which is, is very interesting. It is very interesting, isn't it? I think also just the fact that I don't know, like, why would he become a priest? Whereas, you know, he already has the credentials to start his own religion. Mm, mm. Um, I don't know why he'd bow down yeah, to someone else. Mm. Or perhaps, you know, there's a lesson to be learned about humility. And actually, no, there isn't. All right. <laughs> uh, as a teen, he became obsessed with SNL. I'm not sure what that stands for. I think there's quite a few things. SNL, um, super nice linen, linen, perhaps. I mean, there's a, uh, it's it's a very open-ended acronym. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, could be. Oh no, that makes sense. He was only allowed to watch the clean parts. His parents clean, mm, of course. And like you know, as a kid, you don't do laundry either. So that makes sense. Um, intrinsically. Yeah, relating to his backstory. But, you know, his early life is not too interesting. Wait, 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 wait. So just one more. By junior high, he was officially labeled a class clown, but also nice and well-mannered. So he went to the School of Class Clownery and graduated with first class clown. Honors. Wow. First class clown. You know, I heard he also did, um yeah, like he got his PhD in clown. And um later on, he actually... Because he majored in nice and then did a minor in well-mannered. So it's actually very difficult to get all But his whole degree was... Yeah. Clown. It's like, you know, how, you know, you wouldn't expect a person to do both, um, uh, you know, uh, politics mm -hmm. and then a STEM subject mm -hmm. similar with this class clown um, university. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a very... It proves how multifaceted his skills are. And be. junior high as well. Junior high, true. Because most people... Um, yeah, get like you usually even just the degree in class clown takes at least nine years and yeah. then specialization. Um, yeah, of course. Um, so take us through a bit of his career then. All right. Uh, let's have a look. In 1990, 1998, he joins SNL and became a celebrity considered charming by his largely female fan base, mm. which is very interesting because so he's a male. Exactly. So what is it about Jimmy Fallon that attracts, you know, attracted women to him in this early in the career? And I think 
just speaking for myself, it would be his undeniable magnetic um, attractiveness and mm. charisma. Yeah, his well mannered. Yes, of course, of course. His um, his his, his, his niceness, his niceness, his well manneredness, and his class clownery. Even the class, yeah, exactly. I mean, the three traits really—it's <laughs> incredible. Um, you know what he manages to do with those degrees. Yeah, and um, uh, I'll be, you know, I was very excited at the turn of the millennium to see what he would he would try and do with his um education. I agree. Which is uh, very um cool to see. And then um, he later wrote a book comprised of email exchanges with his sister titled "I Hate This Place: A Pessimist's Guide to Life." So what do you think? I couldn't possibly know what that. I I don't really know what he's talking about there. Um, mm. I I don't think I like the idea of being a pessimist. Mm. I think I I would hate hate to be a pessimist. Mm. It would be horrible to be a pessimist. Mm. Um, I just, I can't see any good at all in being a pessimist. This is true. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just like becoming a pessimist. That would be the worst thing ever. The yeah. worst case scenario forever yeah. and ever, inevitably. Yeah, I'd hate that. Uh, anyway, so that's interesting. Um, now, what's this quote? During this time, um, when joining SNL, he met a person called, with the last name Sands, which is really interesting um, because, as we know, that's later uh, a very interesting character in a very well-acclaimed video game. Um, but Sands described himself as Fallon as super-functioning alcoholics. Wow, what does that mean? Super-function. So it's like, I think it's like Superman, but with alcoholism. Like a, like a superhero? Yeah. So as in he has abnormal sort of inhuman abilities mm, mm. surrounding alcohol. Mm. Which, is, you know, I think that's a very, it's intriguing, right? Because you know how Superman absorbs energy from the sun <laughs> to gain his powers. I think it's a similar deal with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, so when Jimmy Fallon gets absolutely shit-faced, he just becomes, like, ungodly. Yeah, I think he becomes Superman, even. Which could be very interesting. Um... So I'm not really sure. Does this mean that Sans just gave away Jimmy Fallon's well, secret identity? Yeah, the question is, what is his kryptonite? I don't know. Because, you know, Superman, if you take him away from the sun, he loses his powers. But that's who cares about that? But, like, he also has kryptonite as his kryptonite. Which weakens him. Yeah. I wonder what... What, what do you think would weaken Jimmy Fallon? I don't know. I couldn't... I, I, I feel like... I don't to even you know think about it too much could be sacrilege. Yeah, so. I I don't think I think anything can actually harm him. Yeah, but um, like or affect him negatively. Obviously, if you're a god, you would also not want people to know. So maybe you we can trawl yeah. through his history and find out what his kryptonite is. What his kryptonite yeah. is. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're about halfway through the show now, so we're gonna take a quick break just to do our um our weekly mantras uh, for Jimmy Fallon. So if you just join us, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, I love Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, I'm Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, wow, 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 Jimmy Fallon, 
thanks guys. This has been Jimmy Fallon. All right. Okay. Um. So I guess before we get back into uh, Jimmy Fallon's history, why don't we do do some of our our uh, weekly segments? Yeah. Of course. Um. So first of all, we've got this lovely piece. Um. A question of the week. So we're gonna ask the question now. Yeah, so uh, I think this one's really, uh, I think this one you'll be very intrigued to do. So, um, Jimmy Fallon, right? So, obviously, he scrolls Facebook. Yeah. So, have you ever seen that image macro of Jesus and the devil where it says, um, where Jesus is saying, my child will like and comment, and the devil is saying, my child will scroll scroll past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think Jimmy Fallon scrolls past, or does he leave a comment? And if he comments, what does he say? What What do you think? I think, I don't know. It's difficult to think of Jimmy as, you know, because um, obviously he had the stint with the Catholic Church, but I feel like now he's realized that he doesn't need, you know, he's almost too powerful to need. To need that. But I think it goes like one step further, that he's too powerful to need that, so he would scroll, but scrolling is still conforming to what they want. Mm-hmm. So I think what he would do is DM the account personally mm. and say hi i'm jimmy fallon mm. and i think that's what i think that's probably the full extent of what he'd do um mm. perhaps he'd comment um amen with prayer hands um i don't know is that does that align with what you think i think so yeah i mean it feels like you know he definitely wouldn't conform to the devil answer yeah because you know he's the epitome of moral justice. And he, d- yeah, he doesn't want to go, go to hell. Yeah, but he also, because he doesn't want to subordinate himself to religion, mm. he wouldn't say, oh man, you know, like, I will like the post and comment. Mm-hmm. So he'd pick some sort of, I think he would make a third option, you know, using his, yeah. his immense capacity as a, as a, as a you know, Jimmy <laughs> Fallon. Yeah, as, you know, as the Jimmy Fallon that he is. He could even carve his own path. With this as well, I've, I've been pondering just like an, another question. Um, what do you reckon Jimmy Fallon's favorite color would be? It's obviously, it's very obviously going to be um, turquoise. Turquoise? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, see, I don't see that. I think it would be cyan. Shut the fuck up. No. Why do you think turquoise? It would be cyan. And turquoise There's makes no sense. Jimmy Fallon has said... So many Jimmy times, Ballard. blue is the closest thing you get to, to the true essence of God, and I am God, and cyan is that is completely is close enough to blue. Un- that's completely untrue. Well, why says, do you think turquoise? It says first of all in Fallon sixteen one, it says turquoise is the most Fallon esque color. Well, the time I climbed into his house, um, and mm. you know ripped down his pants i saw that he was wearing cyan underwear oh. um, he said get the fuck out of my house which if you take those letters mm. in that sentence you mm. rearrange them you throw away most of them and like bring in a few yeah it actually says my favorite color is cyan um mm. and so subliminal subliminally that is what he was saying to me that was the subtext of this conversation so he definitely most probably prefers cyan there's absolutely no conceivable way that has any basis in reality Why not? of, of Fallon, Fallon theory, okay? Like, because first of all, I've been to Jimmy Fallon's. Um, I actually went to Jimmy Fallon's 
um, house and stole his bicycle. Mm. And if you look at his bicycle, you can see it's actually um, red. And red is really similar to turquoise. Look, I can see where you're maybe coming from, but I just think it's completely incorrect. I, I did a full depth, uh, when I was doing my PhD in Jimmy Fallon, did a full depth analysis of these most used, you know, like phrases on live television. And Jimmy Fallon sighs a lot. And specifically, he sighs a lot before he continues his sentence by adding a kind of conjunction. Mm. And so he'll quite often, and I found it's actually by a margin of 90% that he's most used phrase of such is him sighing and then saying and and so he goes cyan this is this is true but you see similarly when he introduces a guest on his show he's actually um oh every time he introduces a guest on his show he does say my favorite color is turquoise yeah which is the most crazy oh i overlooked that it. but i i agree that you know there is a great there's a, there's a there's a very vast chasm between him liking turquoise and him liking cyan because you know it's very uh, they're two very different colors. Uh, I think de depending on which he likes, it could say a lot about. Yeah, I think he's more of a cyan guy because um, mm. he's down to earth, he's well mannered, mm. um, and he's nice. Mm. And he also has, I feel like I don't know the class clown. That's a very turquoise mm. um, field of education. Yeah. You know, if you go to any university professor and say, what color is class clown? They'll say turquoise and also maroon. So I think it's very interesting um, to kind of investigate what his favorite color could examine in terms of uh, <laughs> the differences uh, of his personality that could stem from that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, okay, well, let's I just did some research. Mm. The primary distinction between cyan and turquoise is that cyan is a visible color between blue and green. Subtractive CMY is the primary color. Turquoise is an opaque blue to green mineral, a hydrous phosphate of copper and aluminium. So what do you think? What, do, what, is, what does Jimmy Fallon mean by that? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is on <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's blog. Yeah, so that's really interesting. Is it? Uh, I, sorry, I didn't read the first sentence, which is, Hello world, I'm Jimmy Fallon, and today I woke up, I did my four shits as usual. The primary distinction between cyan and turquoise, and I've, I've read the rest. Um, interesting blog. On, what date was this? September 11, 2001. Wow. Interesting, interesting thing to be thinking about. Why would he, you know, and I think that, you know, Jimmy Fallon, he's one of the, um, he's one of the world's, you know, most iconic figures. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I do follow his blog, obviously. Just the other day, he was actually blogging about um, <laughs> he was blogging about other colors that you know he likes, and he said, "Oh, you know, um, he, the scientific um, chemical makeup of purple." And then uh, he started talking about how it was created, you know, from um, dead snails. And then um, he actually read out every single hexadecimal code for every single shade of color um, in order, which was very interesting. Um, and I'm still, you know, trying to come uh, to terms with what exactly, you know, Jimmy meant by that and what sort of um, different, you know, potential ideas this could raise within the world of uh, Fallon academia. Yeah, he says here, color has a special place in art world from cave art to the contemporary art era. The process to reach color and their application was at the heart of every period in art world. Since the discussions were mostly associated with the meaning, function and 
appropriate usage of color, the color theory was established by philosophers including Alberti and Da Vinci and Goethe and Jimmy Fallon. In his final paper, I will first introduce the basic concepts of color theory and explain them. After that, I will discuss the relationship between color theory and art and beauty by looking at different periods and their approaches to the relationship between color theory and art and beauty, which mm. we have which we have deal with in this course. So the general course of history will include the beginnings of art, examples of cave art, and then the pagans. Mm. Which is really interesting because when you consider that, you know, Jimmy Fallon actually invented art, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's wild that it's only just now that he's decided that it's appropriate to teach what yeah. he's learned. Well, it's so interesting because there was no such thing as, I guess, uh, human su- subjectivity until... Mm. Jimmy Fallon came into the world and introduced art, you know, and that we can mm. think about things not just as they are, but in kind of abstract ways. Mm. But I find that similar. Uh, it's very interesting because it's like contrasting to the fact that there was no such thing as like an absolute truth or any objective universal truth until Jimmy Fallon was born. And obviously we know, um, I think therefore I am Jimmy Fallon is, mm. um, you know, a very famous quote of his. And the one thing that we can know for sure, mm. or I think, <laughs> therefore, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, there are a lot of interesting, um, you know, little tidbits of wisdom that mm. Fallon's exhibited uh, throughout history. Like, um, oh, I'm trying to think, you know, um, oh, damn, it's not coming to mind right now. Oh, that's it. Um, um, he, without sin, should cast the first Fallon. So, mm. um, obviously, we all have... Um, a little bit of Fallon in all. Don't of throw us. S- stones at glass, Jimmy Fallon. Mm, exactly, and um, everybody. Yeah, Jimmy knows. Fallon should cause you to sin, to take it out. Um, turn the other Fallon, as they say. Yeah, or um, two Fallons with one stone. Mm, exactly. Um, and there's uh, there's lots of little tidbits of wisdom he has, and um, I'll just have a look at the other um. Because we still have quite a bit of oh, let's, let's Fallon law. Yeah, right let's now. do our let's do our, our word of the week. Of course, because uh, we don't we don't want don't want to miss out on uh, doing that. So our word of this our word of the week this week is uh, deja vu. Mm, interesting. I think that's two words. So obviously, you know, um, deja vu can be broken down into the syllables deja. And vu. Yeah. So obviously day, that's the opposite of night. Yeah. Jar, that's German for yes. So night, no. Mm. And vu. Vu. Opposite of do. Voodoo. Yeah, exactly. So night, no do. Night, no do. Is the opposite of day. Deja vu. So what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What, <laughs> what, is, what is deja vu? Deja vu. Oh, so you're saying if we can find out what night, no, do means, mm. then obviously the opposite of that is what deja vu means. Mm. So night, no. Night, no, vu. Night, no, night, vu. no, do. Maybe we're thinking of the wrong night. Maybe it's night in the sense of like a knight in shining oh, armor. A knight, no, do what? So what is he well, not It's do? just inaction. So a knight not doing something. Mm. The inaction of a knight. Flip that round. Is a knight doing something? Yeah. Mm, mm. Oh, oh, and what do knights most commonly do? 
um, let me think, slaughter peasants and collect taxes. <laughs> so, thus, <laughs> deja vu means, must be a verb. Uh, but it's the opposite of what a knight shouldn't do. Which is what a knight should do. Which is... Which is slaughter peasants and pay taxes? Is that what collect what collect um, um, taxes. Taxes. Wait, so should we... That's what deja vu means. So, ah, oh, it means that we should... Deja vu is, is the act. So, used in a sentence, it would be... Um, uh, I deja vu a lot today. <laughs> yes. Which, of course, you know... Man, I, I just admire how good Jimmy Fallon is when he deja vus. Exactly. And, you know... Really, when, when I eat, <laughs> we have to ask, you know, when Jimmy Fallon kills somebody, is it really, is it really so bad if it's Jimmy Fallon? You know what I mean? That's not a sin. That's, you know, when Tim, Jimmy Fallon deja vus and he slaughters these peasants, you know, it's a bit like, you know, it's Jimmy Fallon. The laws of the universe and common morality don't actually apply. I heard there's a, a recent scientific paper, you know how there's, Scientists believe there's a thing called a singularity inside a black hole mm, mm. where other laws of physics break down, like an mm. infinitely small and infinitely dense mm. um, piece of reality. I've heard Jimmy Fallon himself is a singularity. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that makes me wonder because, you know, obviously Jimmy, part of, at least part of Jimmy Fallon's immortal form mm. is bound to this earth. So what happens if we shoot Jimmy Fallon into a black hole? True. The question is, would... What do you, I don't know, what do you think would happen? Do you have any? Well, what came first, the Jimmy Fallon or the black hole? I don't, you know, that's a question we've been pondering since time immemorial about, you know, the nature of the universe. Mm. Because a lot of people say it was the Big Bang that started the universe. But then they're obviously not incorporating Jimmy Fallon particles um, and the cosmic Fallon background. So I don't really, I don't really know um, why modern science has not yet acknowledged the contributions of Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so I'm just going to quickly read because I think this has something to do with it. Getting to the other side, getting to the black hole. Um, this is a famous joke of Jimmy Fallon's. Um, why did the chicken cross the road? Why? To get to the other side. Wow. Holy. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what could, so what could he possibly mean? Uh, when he says, because obviously when he invented comedy, um, that was one of the first jokes he ever told. And yeah. Ah, uh, what could, um, what can he mean? What other side do you think, do you think? He's Ma maybe he's talking about death. That is true, perhaps. But, you know, maybe he's thinking, why did, why did the chicken cross the road? To get to death. To die. To die. But he cannot die. The chicken or Jimmy Fallon? Yes. Okay, cool. So, uh, letter of the day. Uh, our letter of the day this week is E. Um, cool. So, let's continue with our Jimmy Fallon love. All right. So, we're, we're starting to run out of time. <laughs> so, we only have so much we can say about Jimmy Fallon. Stick something. All right. So, um, one thing that Jimmy Fallon once did was he actually wrote a screenplay about... Um, a guy in a goth band who has to pretend to be a country music star, mm. which is, you know, that's very similar to um, uh, a couple of other stories. So if you ever read 
the Greek tale of um, Orpheus going, yes. going to the underworld. Yeah, Orpheus and Eurydice, yeah? Yeah, to get his wife back. That's kind of similar. Yeah, and we all know that Jimmy Fallon's um, wife was actually taken by the devil mm. uh, into the 19th dead world. Um, mm. Down into Hades, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he, like Orpheus, you know, who was asked, you, you can come down here to get your wife out. Um, instead of singing, he used his comedy. Um, mm. But Jimmy Fallon said, no, nah, it's okay. And um, yeah, it's true. And then later on, he actually, you know, when he was inventing comedy, he went back down there and he told a joke so funny that the devil actually gave him his wife back. Mm. And the joke that he told, obviously, was the chicken one. So that's actually how the trip was established. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, well, that's all we've got time for this week. Um, I've been Jason. And I've been Statham. Um, and thank you so much for joining us this week uh, on our very special Sacred Religious Podcast. Um, if anybody has any uh, questions feel about um, Jimmy Fallon, please... Please mes- mes- me- message us at, at Jimmy Kimmel um, on Instagram. Mm. Um, any questions you got there and we'll be sure to read them out next week um i've had a great time have you had a great time Statham? yes i have i've oh i always enjoy speaking about jimmy fallon He's with my fellow He's jimmy beautiful. fallon enthusiasts um it's very difficult you know to find people who appreciate his uh you know his camaraderie yeah as deeply as other fallon fans um they actually have a name for us uh who are massive fallon fans they call us fallonists so that's crazy. Is, um, mm. Anyway. And yeah. so we'll end with uh, this little poem uh, that Jimmy Fallon wrote about himself. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak in Jimmy Fallon, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded nearly, napping suddenly there came a Jimmy Fallon, as someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Tis Jimmy Fallon, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this and Jimmy Fallon. Wow. And then I'll just read this moment. The last so it's interesting as well because, you know, in this scenario, Jimmy Fallon is the one stalking this person. Yeah. Us. Us stalking know. It's kind of, you know, the cinematic parallels. And Jimmy Fallon never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting. And that's stand-up comedy. Wow. Uh, on the pallid bust of Palace just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming. And the lamplight over him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted, Jimmy Fallon. Wow. Anyway, that's it. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for Jimmy. Thank you. Good night.